Hello, I'm Dr. Tree Banerjee, and in this segment, what I'll be going over is how to conduct a meta-analysis. Now, when you're thinking about a meta-analysis, um, typically you have a system, systematic review um, before you conduct a meta-analysis. Uh, I have uh, several papers out there that um, I had to conduct meta-analyses on. So um, I will be using my experience and um, the literature to present to you. Um, what meta-analysis entails. So let's go ahead and get started. Overview, uh, background and context, uh, applicability in the real world, step-by-step -step process, conclusions, and then questions. So assessment of the study quality. Um, assessing quality there's multiple scales. There's the strobe scale, and I'm not going to go over the details of these. Um, good to know these acronyms, though. Um, you also have the New Skill Ottawa uh, scale, Newcastle Ottawa scale, uh, and then the NTP Office of Health Assessment, um, and then the Critical Appraisal Skills CASP. I've used this one before, and strobe. So in this slide, uh, this is extracted from Lum et al. 2020. Uh, and, and this is something that they were uh, talking about within the paper. Uh, systematic reviews uh, were identified from a broad range of databases, uh, PubMed, Embase, and Web of Science. Um, these were screened to identify studied, studies that were a systematic review and investigated chemical comp components of traffic-related air pollution exposures, otherwise known as TRAP. They also reported on any health-related outcome. Um, so these studies um, needed three things. It needed to be a systematic review, it needed to look at TRAP pollutants, and then it uh, needed to have a health outcome. Uh, so after the search of the scientific literature, they found 58 systematic reviews relevant to trap exposures and human health conditions. Systematic reviews were published between 2010 and 2019, but not all were identified as such by the study authors. The majority of the studies were identified as being a systematic review by the study authors, um, of which 27 also included a meta-analysis for quantitative synthesis of data. One study identified as only a meta-analysis without reporting that it was a systematic review. Another study identified as a catalog and synthesis. So there's different types of uh, studies that were there. Um, so in total, 27 um, of them included meta-analysis. So in this current slide, I've um, put a um, actual meta-analysis force plot. Uh, this is a force plot that I uh, created from uh, some of the studies about, um, this is actually uh, um, in Nigeria, so the number of studies were limited. Uh, eight different studies were looked at, um, and then conclusions were made from that. So one thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about the importance of meta-analyses is that not all narrative reviews um, end up in meta-analysis. Uh, 
there may be many narrative reviews, um, but not all of them conduct meta-analyses. Uh, the rest of this um, slide you can go over on your own. So going over to the next slide. So thinking about the background and context, uh, the definition of meta-analysis is to seek and integrate, integrate communications and conclusions across multiple studies and disciplines by applying statistical analyses to groups of studies. Um, in terms of meta-analysis, why is it important? Researchers can estimate not only the central tendency of study outcomes, test the pattern of outcome variations, and estimate the overall effects and relationships of variables, but also predict um, results of future trends. So here is an actual funded plot that I created um, when we were uh, conducting research on psychosocial stress um, in occupations um, such as um, cast workers. Uh, and this was actually conducted in Nigeria, so we didn't find too many studies that included uh, some of these variables. So here each dot, and I don't know if you'll be able to see this, each dot, dot represents a single study. Um, larger studies with higher power, um, they're more at the top. Um, x-axis shows the result for the study sometimes expressed as an odds ratio. So this is uh, quite well distributed. Um, not all the dots are in one place, which is always a good sign. So let's take a look if that's the case. So here is a slide on effect size, uh, and this is a measure that is important in a lot of statistical tests, um, and it shows the contribution of each of the variables um, into um, in in the data set. So looking at this, uh, the absolute effect size uh, computed as a mean outcome or absolute difference from baseline is the simplest. Uh, is independent of variance and retains information about the context of the data. So the absolute effect size requires authors to report on a common skill or provide co conversion parameters. Uh, standardized mean differences such as Hedges G or Cohen D report the outcome as the size of the effect. Uh, standardized mean difference is widely used in meta-analysis, in addition to odds and risk ratio. Now let's take a look at why funnel plots may be imbalanced, and not everything will be as you expect. Uh, one of them is poor methodological design, including fraud or inadequate analysis. Uh, reporting bias, including delayed publication location bias, selective outcome reporting, and selective analysis reporting. Uh, chance, 95% of studies will usually fall within the triangular region if there are no biases or heterogeneity present in the studies. Um, one possibility to skew the shape is that the errant 5% might all fall in one particular area by chance alone. The 95% rule is actually a probability, meaning the chance alone could cause a higher or lower percentage than 95%, causing an asymmetrical shape. Uh, study heterogeneity. If heterogeneity results in a correlation between uh, study intervention effects, 
uh, this will result in an asymmetrical funnel plug. So fortunately, in the study that I was, um, uh, I actually participated in, um, I actually conducted the analysis. Um, fortunately, the funnel plot was um, pretty balanced. So here's Cochrane's Q. Um, simple way to assess um, heterogeneity, um, variations in study outcomes between studies. Um, and meta-analysis is to perform it is important to perform Cochrane's Q-test. Q-test is based on the estimation of a weighted average of effect um, in the overall population. The evaluation of whether stratum-specific effects significantly depart from the common effect. So here's Q, um, and that was a value for Q right here. Um, and then uh, significance level um, was actually statistically significant. So um, there was heterogeneity um, in the studies that were conducted. And not all studies were um, all concentrated into one area or the other. So these are some examples. Um, this is an example of the TRAP systematic review by Lam et al. There's more information and then there's studies which have been categorized by the different cardiorespiratory conditions. So like lung cancer, there's three articles, cardiorespiratory disease, one article, uh, cardiovascular disease or effects, five articles, uh, lung function, one article. But this is a, a good example. And then of course, um, health outcomes, uh, there's some more here. Uh, for instance, diabetes risk, uh, childhood cancer, cognition, uh, congestive heart disease or abnormalities. What are the advantages? Uh, use explicitly and predefined methods to limit bias. Use transparent and replicable method methods that allow reproducibility. Draw more reliable and accurate conclusions based on the overall body of evidence. Um, deliver required information to healthcare providers, researchers, and policymakers. One of the things I wanted to note here is that uh, typically systematic reviews and meta-analyses are actually seen as um, more um, evidence-based than observational studies. Um, so the level of evidence is much higher. And then help to reduce the time delay for research discoveries and improve the generalizability and consistency and results. And then finally, uh, increase precision of the results and highlight research and knowledge. So caveats to consider, I'm not going to go over all of these. Um, the value of systematic review or meta-analysis depends on what was done already, and this is inherently obvious. Uh, reporting uh, quality varies, uh, limiting ability to assess strengths and weaknesses. Inherent flaws include in, uh, uh, heterogeneity, loss of information on important outcomes, uh, and whatnot, and then publication bias. So this is an overview, um, again, as to how um, you go into the background and context and availability um, of the real world, um, availability in the real world, um, and then step-by-step uh, -step process, and then conclusions, and then questions.
So this is uh, the systematic review versus meta-analysis. And there's some examples of bisphenol A. So there's actually two models used in uh, meta-analysis, fixed effects and random effects. So the fixed effects model assumes that the true effect of treatment is the same for every study. Uh, of course, the method section should include um, description of the literature search, especially the databases used, and if the search was restricted in any way. The selection process for articles, quality assessment methods of data abstraction and synthesis. So those those are those CASPA and um, Strobe uh, acronyms that you can use to make sure that you're using the proper techniques. Um, the results section, of course, include a, a flowchart and a forest plot um, resulting of heterogeneity testing um, and also results of a sensitivity analysis. Again, I went over a forest plot already. Um, when, you, when you conduct a meta-analysis, uh, meta-analysis meta is applicable to collections of research that are empirical rather than theoretical, examine the same constructs and relationships are comparable given the question at hand. So what is the key in the process? The effect size makes a meta-analysis possible. It is the dependent variable. It standardizes findings across studies such, as, uh, such that they can be directly com compared. Um, and then the standardized index, which is an effect size comparable across studies, represents both magnitude and direction, is independent of sample size. So the meta-analysis on psychosocial stress. So here is um, how to do a research topic. And uh, I put a lot of flowcharts in here, so uh, you can go over this on your own. Uh, Step one, and I'm going to go into this a bit more detail. Step one is formulate the research question or topic. So formulating the question to be answered um, or uh, select a topic. Uh, the statement of the topic will guide study selection, coding of information, and de data analysis. And there's a set of examples that you can look at. So the example of my research, I actually uh, did not uh, even uh, give you the topic or the title. Um, before that, I was presenting the funnel plots and the findings of the study. So we did this backwards. Uh, but the name of the name of the uh, article was "How Prevalent Was Psychosocial Stress Among Gas Workers in Nigeria?" So set inclusion and exclusion criteria, uh, language, sample size, types of publications, study design, data collection. Select effect size and precision. Uh, select a com comparable effect size uh, measure for each evaluation study, including its uh, variance. Um, standardized mean difference, uh, D and G, from independent and dependent groups. Um, and then the raw mean difference. Conclusion, uh, weakness of meta-analysis. Well, selection bias per, per Selection bias poses a continuous threat. Uh, negative and null finding studies that you were unable to find 
and outcomes for which there were negative or null findings that were not reported. Uh, so analysis of between study differences is fundamentally correlational. Another conclusion, uh, weakness of meta-analysis, uh, easier with current software, requires a good deal of effort. Mechanical aspects don't live, lend themselves to capturing more qualitative distinct, distinction between studies. Uh, there's the apples and oranges criticism, uh, where you're sometimes having to uh, synthesize uh, multiple articles which are not quite similar. Uh, and then most meta-analyses include blemish studies to one degree or another, a randomized trial with, um, with too much attrition. Um, I hope this has given you a sense of what meta-analyses entail. Thank you for listening.